You are listening to The Counselor's Chair, a podcast where we explore all things human, mental health, psychology, philosophy, and a few extras. We are excited you're with us for this episode as we talk about the ins and outs of friendship. Be sure to check us out on all forms of social media and visit our YouTube channel at The Counselor's Chair. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Hey everyone, Josh Sello here. We're very excited to have our first guest on the show. Charlie Miser joined us for an hour and a half long interview on the topic of friendship. Charlie is the president of East West Digital Marketing, successful entrepreneur and close friend to both Andrew and myself. Charlie has centered his life around establishing good friendships, forming healthy relationships, and providing solid foundation for business relationships. He's also a devout family man, and I have personally witnessed his deep care for his family. You will hear some awesome ideas today, and you can take heart in knowing that Charlie lives out what he talks about. If you don't know Charlie, you should make time to meet with him. Now, on to the episode. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, what we'll be touching on today? Yeah, so we threw out the idea of doing a podcast on friendship, um, and one of the things we want to, kind of wanted to emphasize was how friendship helps you grow as an individual, how friendships help you move forward in life in a positive direction, hopefully. Um, so that's just kind of some of the stuff that we want to touch base on today, how to, you know, kind of how to navigate healthy friendships, um, things to look for in uh, you know, maybe avoiding um, to you know avoid obviously some some relational pain. How to um, you know not get trapped in uh, you know some cycles of uh, just negative interactions with people. Um, but I think you know most of the, I think most of this podcast is going to be on a on a positive note of you know um, how to you know how does how does like kind of. Um, delving into healthy relationships and companionship, maybe even like tribe culture, um, you know, help 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 you move forward in life uh, to empower you to be the best person you can be to, um, you know, invest in other people and have them invest in you. Uh, so yeah, those are just kind of the things I was thinking about for, for today. Oh, good deal. Good deal. And uh, I guess without further ado, we'll, we'll get started. Um, just a just a question to throw out there to the to to you, Andrew and, yeah. and Charlie. Um, yeah, from from you guys' perspective, and I'll, I'll chime in as well. But from your perspectives, you know, what are the marks of a healthy, good friendship? Hmm. Well, I guess I can. I guess I can start there and chime in. You know, I think transparency means a lot to people. Hmm. Um, <laughs> You know, when when you talk about having somebody that you can be honest with and not feel like there's going to be a lot of reverb from that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people are obviously a conduit. You, know, you talk about tribe culture and uh, feeling like you belong, and um, I think that's important. Being able to go somewhere and feel like you belong, yeah. you, whether it's a being friends with a group of people or your tribe or um, having an individual that you know is not going to judge you and you know you can be transparent with and go to with anything and mm. you know the worst stuff and and the first person you call with the best stuff too yeah. uh, you know I, I think in a friendship we've maybe all had a friend who every time you hear from them mm. you get some anxiety because you know that communication is going to be uh, something's not going good mm. I think that's tough to build a friendship on 
but I think when you have somebody that you know occasionally calls you with some good news it's not a braggadocious or uh, you know something that uh, you know I, I can call Andrew anytime with anything and say hey man listen to what happened today and and I can brag and not feel like you know, and feel safe doing yeah. that and having somebody you can share the successes with and the, and the good things and the good times as well as knowing okay I've shared enough good things with this person that when something's not going so great mm. I can open up about that too and I'm not going to be judged yeah uh, judgment's dangerous but yeah man sure I right, so like an openness and a vulnerability and also somebody who's gonna be willing to celebrate your victories with you right that's it's right like gonna be on yeah. your team yeah sure. when, when you know somebody's gonna be happy for you yeah when, when you're successful that's that's huge because uh, you know I think it's fair to say with any amount of success or any amount of victories there's going to be people on the other side of that in a lot of cases that, mm-hmm. that don't want to celebrate with you yeah. you know uh, you, you win a lot it's kind of hard to find people that feel sorry for you mm-hmm. so uh, um, having people that you know are going to be happy for you when you're successful and can share in that and you're happy for them when they're successful genuinely and, and taking a genuine interest in your friends and listening and, and being being on that end of it too yeah uh, absolutely I mean I think we probably all had friends or, or just relationships in general that you know maybe you're maybe you're sharing something that you want celebrated or just want to you know go want to want to connect on want somebody to to hear about and and be excited for you and sometimes that conversation turns into maybe a one-up you know every once in a while that'll happen it's like oh yeah well i did this today right it's like oh good you know like it's good but but i think i think you're really hitting on something with with the mark of a good friendship is like somebody who's invested in your success yeah sure Um, not going to flip the script trying to one-up you as well yeah and that's Sometimes, you know, we've all caught ourselves doing that. I oh, think. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or held back from doing that and yeah. realized or had the awareness mm-hmm. to, to think, oh, yeah, that's that's great, and uh, cognitively just celebrate that person instead of chiming in with a yeah. with a one up. You know, you, in a friendship or a circle of friends, you don't want your nickname to be Google. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't want to be uh, that guy who everybody's <laughs> like, okay, well. <laughs> Let's uh, let's not let's not brag too much because Google's here and uh, yeah. I'm gonna one up everybody. Uh, yeah. yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you, man. Andrew, what about what about you, man? Yeah, so I I mean I actually took some notes and I have a very similar uh, opinion on it. I mean, uh, you know, throughout the lifespan, we're going to have different phases, right? I mean, there's um, there's going to be different cycles, and we've already done a podcast on depression, so we know that can be a thing in a person's life, and you know, so you know, certainly the the piece of you know celebrating each other's uh, successes, right? I mean, that's awesome with no judgment, um, without envy, and um, uh, without jealousy, right? To just genuinely be be present yeah. and just be like, hey, man, that's awesome, and like really celebrate that, um, you know. And I think you know, even asking questions is like, okay, so like, what's next? You know, um, you know, even in, even taking a step farther and you know helping. You know, it's like, hey, like, this is, that's great. Like, you, you know, you've come this far. Like, you know, what are you thinking about the next chapter? You know, to help even move them forward uh, even more. Um, 
But also I was thinking about, you know, even the darker seasons. So if somebody is going through some relational issues or depression or what have you, um, you know, to even take the time to grieve with that person, um, you know, to uh, not try to step in and fix their problems, but to just simply, um, <clears throat> you know, be present with them just to listen, you know. Um, I think that's probably the greatest gift you can give anybody in, in success, grief, loss, failure, um, you know, to just kind of listen to their process. And, uh, you know, as, as in companionship, I think that's, you know, if you're, if you're doing that well, if you're, if you're listening before you're speaking, then, um, you know, then you're probably doing all right. Mm -hmm. Nice, fellas. Yeah, I, I think, man, that covers, that covers a good bit of it as far as like the, about how you want your friends to support you how you also want to support your friends right sure. i know i focused more on the charlie in reflection of yours i focused more on the celebration of success but you also mentioned precisely what andrew mentioned as far as being able to tell somebody hey you know this is how things aren't going so well and so that, it's definitely a an important component i think <clears throat> i think when i when I think about that question and, and kind of integrate with both of you guys said, there's an aspect of trust with that, right? I think trust and friendships is really important to me, particularly. It's what I'm looking for uh, with my friendships. And I think that that's that character quality behind both of those, being willing to share what's going on in your life and knowing you're going to get a non-judgmental and empathetic response while also not having that leveraged against you at some point as right, well or yeah. used against you. Um, someone that also is thinking about maybe if you're in a low point, like, well, how's that affecting his family? You know, maybe I can, yep. maybe I can help, maybe I can help out in some way, somebody who's going to offer to help. Um, usually trusting people are really good about seeing those types of things and ways that they can help and plug in in those times and then also trust is involved in that that uptick of friendship as well too right you can trust this person with the successes in your life and know you know they're going to contend with their jealousy they're going to contend with their envy because they actually care about me more than trying to be more yeah. successful to, than me yeah. right so i think yeah man you guys hit the nail on the head with with that and with those you know celebrating success versus helping someone cope with a hard time I think going through success by yourself or with your family and not being able to share is you know you want to be able to share that with your friends but oh, yeah. I think you can make it through it probably if you don't have someone that you can just lean on there but going through um, the valleys and, and troughs by yourself I think is is tougher so mm -hmm. Uh, when it comes to being a good friend and, and you come across that opportunity to help someone who is having to go through something, I think that's where the friendship can really be uh, solidified and bonded when you, you know, go the extra mile to, to put yourself aside and be there for somebody when they're going through the tough times. That's how you, I think that's... Um, can be the building blocks to being able to celebrate. Yeah. You know, this this guy's here for me when I was down. Now that things are going good, it feels that much better. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, it goes goes hand in hand. Absolutely, man. Like that relationship gets sort of forged in the fire of the difficulty, right? It's yep. strengthened. It's sharpened. It's sure. uh, all those good things. All oh, those yeah. all those good things. Oh. I, I would say even you know 
the friendship bond can probably even be in like you know increased like the I, I suppose the the bond in itself can you know can deepen um, you know in the face of adversity if somebody's like dealing with something and um, you can kind of reflect back and feel feel heard feel understood feel like you're not alone um, it's almost like making a, a positive investment in a bank right um, you know if you call somebody at, late at night not able to sleep and you know and that person's there to, to listen to you and support you and um, you know even calls you out of the blue hey I'm thinking about you you know let me let, let's go grab dinner that kind of thing you know those are like those are like positive investments where like you know the 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 opposite of kind of like what we're talking about with the the jealousy and the the envy or you know things of that nature I mean those are those are more like withdrawals right yeah. so if the friendship kind of hits a, a rocky patch and, and that's you know I mean it's it's mm -hmm. bound to happen in any I mean we're humans we're not perfect right we're gonna we're gonna mess up maybe say the wrong thing I know I'm guilty of that a lot you know um, but you know, at the end of the day, are you able to kind of take ownership of your end of things and, you know, make amends and have, you know, forgiveness, um, you know, in any companionship, you know, so to be able to move forward and, um, and I mean, again, even in the face of adversity, I think a, a relationship or friendship can, can certainly, you know, grow and become stronger through that if done well. Yeah. You know, when you do take a genuine interest in someone, um, like you talk about the the forgiveness piece, being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes because yeah, you've taken totally. a genuine interest in them, and you see their shortcomings, or you see, you know, they said something that you didn't like, or you got offended, to be able to step back and and you know take a genuine interest in that person and put yourself in their shoes and say well what was going on why would they have said that right. am i overreacting um is it something deeper you know is there some is there a deeper mm -hmm. issue there um you know i think if if you really have a genuine interest in someone and you're able to consider them then you're able to handle a shortcoming or something that somebody says that um, maybe didn't sit right and be able to think through it instead of being reactive yeah. or getting your feelings hurt you know we all get our feelings hurt but uh, uh, I think yeah I won't talk in circles but yeah yeah, yeah I mean that's uh, that's some deep stuff Rose I, I think I mean when I hear that I'm just thinking back on my on my friendships and you know I've always appreciated when I have a friend in my life that can that can extend that towards me, right? When I'm on the receiving end of that, when yep. I've blown it, done, some, done something dumb, said something inconsiderate, you know, or maybe was just having a really off day and wasn't attuned right to what, what, my, what, my, what my friend needed. Like, I've really yep. appreciated when that friend has been like, hey, you know, is everything okay? That, that seems sort of off for you, you know? Yeah, like, sure. you seemed a little off in that. And they take, they take into account, I mean, I guess because they, they know me, right? They're, there's a bond there, and they respect that bond and can, can draw on it from, like, that bank you were talking about. And, sure. you know, like, draw from that bank and say, wait a minute, I, like, I, I know this guy, or I know this, I know this lady, I know that maybe this isn't the typical response that I get. I wonder what's going on here. And they'll inquire about it, or they'll be like, hey, you know, that... That whatever you tried to do there just backfired, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, and I and I think we have different relationships with different people who yeah. play different roles. You know, yeah. I think we've all got that friend who's 
uh, more of a mentor mm-hmm. that can hold us accountable mm-hmm. and has built the relationship, you know, say in, uh, in sales or fundraising or anything like that, the relationship equals the ask. Yeah. You know, the relationship is, has to be greater than the ask mm-hmm. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So uh, having that friend who's your, you know, your armor bearer or type of uh, guy that can really check you and you respect it because the relationship's there. When they say something, you know it's from an from a place of well, I expect a lot out of you. I think a lot of you. Yeah. I think you should be on this level. Mm-hmm. You're performing on this level. Or you're acting on this level. Mm-hmm. You know what's going on. Yeah, but having those relationships is you know um, important. And and every relationship's different. So mm-hmm. you know we all got people that we feel like are mentors that we're going to hear differently than. Um, you know, our younger brother trying to check us on something <laughs> who has a bad credit score, <laughs> or or somebody, <laughs> or somebody you've met. You know, you've only been friends with for a short time, and that sure. that level of trust, as Josh was talking, brought up. Um, you know, it's just not there. But they're trying to like check you, and you're just like, uh, all right, uh, sure. You know, but also I think kind of what we're labeling, or well, I guess I'm going to put a label to it, is, is just boundaries. Uh, I actually heard a TED talk, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, with Brene Brown, um, and she was just talking about like it's like setting boundaries with your with your friends and family is is actually an act of love, um, which I never thought about it in that regard. So, say for example, like you guys were talking about a couple of minutes ago, um, you know, your friend does throw out something offensive or you know uh like you were talking about you know maybe they're kind of preoccupied and you had something you wanted to talk about and they just kind of you know don't notice or they just kind of brush it off and it it, you know hurts your feelings or or whatever um you know being able to bring that up and just you know just being bold and honest and it's not a it's not a very comfortable conversation to have but just to be like hey like you know that kind of offended me or that um you know, hurt my feelings or, you know, whatever the circumstance is that ticked me off. I mean, whatever, um, you know, to be able to say that and set that boundary and say your need and, you know, maybe like what went wrong or how you took it personal, um, you know, that's actually showing an act of love because it's preventing you as an individual from uh, harboring resentment uh, on down the line. And it's, you know, and that's uh, resentment's obviously something It's just going back to that kind of negative piece. you know, I mean, it's just gonna it's gonna prevent you from having that vulnerability and trust that you know we, uh, I think, from a primal nature, we all long for. I mean, nobody wants to be alone, you know, unless you're James Bond. Yeah, well, not that, unfortunately. But but I like the uh, idea of of putting parameters in place with a friendship, and I think. Um, Guys probably have a little easier time with that, mm-hmm. uh, and I've you know I've got a friend that um, we're getting into doing some stuff together and uh, a couple little projects in business, and um, we were able to have a conversation on the front end and put some boundaries in place mm-hmm. and talking, and, and I think that's okay. I think that's okay. Um, with your friends to say, hey, this is my limit. These are my limits in this area. And you know, if, if you've done that up front, 
you don't have to test them naturally and, and come to a point where you've got to have a an awkward conversation or a tough talk if you say, hey, this is what I'm comfortable with on this. And, you know, hey, this is where I need to be at this time. And this mm-hmm. is, you know, financially or whatever, whatever your relationship is, whatever that friendship entails. Uh, boundaries are, you know, I think it's okay to put boundaries in up front. And if somebody's not okay with that, then you know up front mm-hmm. that's a red flag hey, yeah. if it, and, but you've given them an opportunity to say yay or nay uh, mm-hmm. you know when you say this is my comfort level in this area and this is what I'm willing to do and this is what I'm not willing to do this is my red line you know that I'm not willing to cross and uh, that can that can save some uh, heartache down the road I think mm-hmm. to draw those boundaries and just be transparent I mean because in the end, it's it's reality. Um, living in reality from the start, instead of you know towing the line and trying to figure it out orga- organically, sometimes better than you know, sometimes better. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I, it's and and I think I think to just like tack on there, I, and and in the vein of that question of like. Well, you know what is a healthy and what is a good friendship i think that falls right in line with it as somebody who hears your boundaries and respects them yep, right sure. um someone who uh, maybe even asks you ahead of time this is you know when i think about a, a good or healthy friendship i also think about qualities I, I, in my friendships and i've been pretty open with both you guys as, as friends as far as like hey there's there's things in you that i think about when i'm making decisions right like there's something in you that i also aspire to be um and i think that's a sure. that's a really important um that's a really important part of friendships like that andrew has a has a, a consideration though he would I know he wouldn't say it outright but he he's really good at actually considering other people's boundaries ahead of time um, but also good at considering a friend's need ahead of time and he's also really good about pairing people with each other that uh, seem like they would be really good or compatible with one another you know I, I think that's something that's just sort of naturally there for him and implicit in that in our relationship there's been good boundaries and respect between both of us right through some through some difficult uh, times in both of our lives and i mean charlie i charlie i texted you out of the blue one day but i you know I really respect charlie's work ethic there's something uh, there's a drive and a respect that he has for people i guess both of you guys really respect people um but a respect for people and a and a and a curiosity about things that actually mean something to someone like hey how's this like uh, how's this going man or like just inquiring into things that are actually meaningful i mean when you look at both of those you see that they're operating within boundaries and and even questioning you know what you know how deep can I get with this guy? Um, sure. And then and, and then you bring you bring that back around, and those are qualities that I want to have. And so in in the friendships, there's something that we're aspiring to be, right? Not just independently, but there's something in you that I'm trying to be sure. as well, and trying to sharpen in myself. So I think that's a really important part of friendships as well. And that's it. Yeah, that's a huge takeaway. That is a is a shame to leave somebody's strengths on the table. That you're spending a lot of time with you know if we uh, 
spend time together and we don't gain from each other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I mean, it's obviously it's not a waste, but I mean, um, you know, I feel like with both of you guys, you know, we go on some trips, we do some things, we have some good times, and I think uh, I always leave those times that we get to spend together, you know, with feeling invigorated when it comes to hey I need to work on this man you know we talk about things that are challenging yeah and and I think surrounding yourself with people like that it's like uh, I love to play golf you know you want to play golf with people that are better than you at golf Mm -hmm. you know it's fun to play with you know you spend time with people you see a lot of different things but it's really fun to be out there and play with two or three guys that are just five or six strokes better than you you're Mm. learning things you're watching these shots actually happen and you know that's the way i feel when we get to spend time together and um have conversations and dig in you know you leave asking questions and you leave wanting to make parts of yourself better that that you know seeing you guys Mm -hmm. and um, and I think that's important, and I think, you know, I've heard Andrew talk about that a little bit, and you may want to expand on that, you know, the type of people you surround yourself with. Obviously, you put a rotten uh, apple in a bowl full of fresh apples. That that rot's going to spread to the good apples, and, you know. The catalyst. Yeah. The social catalyst. Yeah, the social catalyst. <laughs> um, yeah if it's, uh, Josh, I know you're kind of, proctoring this a little bit but uh, if it's cool with you I mean if we could skip down to the uh, I mean because this kind of leads into actually what I was going to say about uh, the I can't even hardly see it but the, the question about the the negative takeaways from friendship Is yeah that- yeah I mean, it's a perfect time to jump into it I mean we, we talked about good or healthy friendships so uh, and the marks of good and healthy friendships and I really think we hit some some solid points in there they had a great time we can flip the script and say okay so we hit we hit kind of softly on some of the unhealthy markers you know what, what are the marks what are the marks of unhealthy friendships and how can we how can we kind of judge if if they are unhealthy so right yeah jump into that Andrew yeah so I think we you know in in having a friendship I mean you have to ask the question what is this person doing with their time um, so, and especially, so I worked with the with the addiction community for for a while, and I mean, I think the biggest problem in people in recovery, you know, was it's like okay, like personally, like I want to do this, I want to, you know, they they have a whole inventory of things that's like not working for them. They know how substances like rob them of of so many experiences, and you know, being the parent they wanted to be, being the family member, the friend. You know they're in financial debt and all that kind of thing but then it's just like but then it's just like almost like with with tears in their eyes so many times it's like but you don't understand like but this is what my friends do mm. like if i stop i'm alienating myself from everybody i know you know all my friends my closest friends this is what they do and that's that's a you know that's that's it's tough to like look somebody in the eye and be like okay like you know, you got a you got a really heavy choice. You're gonna have to sit with this and decide what you want to do because you can't go back into those communities um, because you're just gonna end up right back where you are, or worse off. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I think, you know, 
surrounding yourself with people who are you know motivated who are uh you know doing things for themselves who have you know a standard for their own life with with that includes healthy goals um you know who you know invite you into you know your your thoughts and you know want to talk about and process and it's kind of like what you're talking about when we go on trips and and hang out i mean you know we obviously have a good time but you know we're asking each other you know intense questions we're checking in we're um you know talking about the next chapter the next phase in our mm-hmm. life we're talking about yeah. past failures and what we've learned um we're not trying to build ourselves up and focus all on like i did this this and this you know it's more i mean i think the more of our content or the the content of our conversations specifically have to do with like you know it's like okay well, that didn't work so let's you know let's you know what can I learn from this and then I mean and then get just listening and giving feedback um, so yeah I mean I, I think that you know the downfall of so many relationships and friendships in general is just you know surrounding yourself with people who aren't asking those tough questions who aren't like hey man like how are you doing this week you know like you seem like you, like you were talking about earlier like you seem you seem different you seem off you know yeah. like let me check in with you like let me like allow me to be here for you like i'm, I'm with you i support you you know yeah. um so uh yeah i mean I, I think in in pursuing any friendship i mean i mean friendship intimate relationship you know i think you know how does a person spend their time do they you know are they you know do they take care of the relationships do they invest in the relationships do you feel confused and just kind of drained of energy or do you like you said you know do you feel kind of challenged and empowered and want to learn more uh and i I can identify with what you were saying i mean after you know spending some time with you guys it's like you know i want to like read books and listen to podcasts i'm like i'm pretty fired up like it gets me through the next like couple weeks like you know having these types of conversations Mm -hmm. um versus i you know i don't know i would just really um be unfortunate to drain each other of those experiences Mm -hmm. so anybody who's watching i would i would definitely say ask some of those questions about who you're choosing to spend your time with and if they're not doing well for themselves they're not going to do well for you yeah sorry that was long winded (laughs) we got plenty of time (laughs) yeah we got some repeat now yeah when you know when i talked to andrew and he's telling me uh you know the last five books he read and i'm sitting here like oh okay I need to I need to up my game on the book <laughs> yeah. you know Andrew's you know Mr. Self-Help and you know that's something that I really admire about him because he's working on himself mm. um, you know and, and a lot of people are not working on themselves and they're going backwards and can it be fun to be around those people sometimes yeah but um, yeah, they're funny yeah but yeah feeling like feeling challenged because Andrew's listened to you know four books that are in my queue to listen to and he's he's asking me have you listened to uh, such and such's new book yet and I'm like I started it (laughs) Uh, been thinking about it you said something about that two weeks ago when we were talking I need to get on it so yeah you know that's that's good. Yeah. That's healthy. That's, yeah, uh, 
And it's definitely healthy. And I think I think in in saying what's healthy too, there's like a there's an undertone of what isn't, right? So, kind of the inverse of that would be somebody who's pulling you in the opposite direction. Um, yeah, let's go play video games for eighteen hours, yeah, and uh, yeah. you know your wife will be fine. She won't care. <laughs> Just <Absolutely>. she will. <laughs> Yeah. You're wondering about that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think in the mental health world too, like I see so frequently talking, talking to my clients, or even talking to talking to friends, or even family members. Like there, there are times when when friendships may have started healthy, or they may have started in a place that was like you were both in you were both at point A and it was dark and that's when you met and so you were supportive of each other at that point hmm. but the the relationship was solely forged there and maybe only on that principle just on difficulty and so you wind up seeing the relationship sometimes have trouble breaking free of that mold and it's like you you have to stay stuck in order to be friends with that person now um, and I think that 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 is some that is an undertone that I see particularly in the substance abuse community. It's like oh, yeah. I have to have a problem in order to be a part of this thing. Yeah. Um, when in reality, you don't want to have the problem anymore. Oh, um, that's a lie. Yeah, but bingo, right? Well, but but it's a it's a lie rationally, but in within the community or within the friendship, it's a truth. Yeah, it's what was established. It's what's established in a substance community, right? It's like our dysfunction unites us. Yeah. I think yep. that's the mark. I think that can certainly be the mark of an unhealthy friendship when you look at it and you say, "Well, what unites us?" It's like, oh gosh, if it's dysfunction, that is a clear indicator that that yeah. relationship probably isn't a healthy one, right? And you can yeah. work on that, and that can be, you know, that can be developed. Um, but in the in the same breath, you see certain characteristics that start to form, like codependency. Even um, codependency starts to starts to emerge from those sort of things, and it's a constant pull on you. Yeah. And so you start to see the inverse, rather than being pushed yeah. forward or like, yeah, I'm reading four books, Charlie. Let's jump on this thing, man. Let's talk about it next week. Like, it's it's uh, this. This things happen. Can you help me with this? Can I have this from you? Can can we do this? Can I? It's like there's, it's stunted. There's something in it that's stunted is usually going to be a mark in the relationship. That's in, I mean that's in marriages. That's in friendships. That's in large groups of people. That's not just between two individuals, right? Yeah, it makes it much harder for one person to advance and come out of something that they're struggling with yes. when they're close friends and you know when they're struggling together and they want to move forward, but. You know, you're getting pulled back, and um, mm-hmm. and then it's almost like, oh, they don't do this anymore. Oh, right. they've quit. They're better than me now, mm-hmm. and, and it can drive a wedge instead of you know pulling somebody up with them. You know, it makes it tougher uh, yeah. when you're when you're not equally yoked on what your goals are and what you're doing about those goals. Sure, sure. Well, you sometimes see too. I in maybe want to watch out in friendships for people that implode for attention um, so they they haven't heard from you in a while or something and so maybe something gets dropped in to pull you in um, and maybe that happens really frequently and you find yourself sure. grounding out in that relationship your energy that, yep. that interpersonal piggy bank right Andrew it winds up going into the negative almost guilted back into the right. relationship there yeah. it is guilted that's the word yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I listened to something about about that. It's been a couple of weeks. It was something on YouTube about 
the friend or, or the, you know, the person that every time you call them, you have to feel uncomfortable because it's, oh, let's, let's stay out longer. Oh, let's go. You don't want to do this. Come on, you know. And you always feel like pulled uncomfortably yep. uh, into a situation that you don't want to be in yeah. uh, to please that person and they're, you know, piling it on. Um, yep. And that's where the boundaries really come into mm-hmm, to play sure. for sure. Look, I heard, um, I said, Terry Crews is the, the football player, the retired football player, talk show host, right? Yeah, like... Super Jack. Yeah, yeah, Super Jack <laughs> and Diesel. Um, I heard an interview with him, and a lot of people, I mean, when, when you're in a position like he is, is as, as successful and, and open of a person as he is. Guys, if you haven't listened to a Terry Crews interview, you need to find one and listen to it. The man is actually way more brilliant than his comedy lends us to believe um, but I you know he has a lot of people that come in and men- come and request mentorship people from his old community old friends that reach out you know oh, man I, I like what you've done with your life how do I get from point A to point B and he'll he'll sell them up front like he says this in the interview I will help you and I will give you one strike and if it hits two strikes we're, we're done and he outlines the boundary and he puts the ball in their court and he, it's simple stuff like if you stand me up right it's like fundamental relationships like if you don't follow through with something you say you're going to do mm. and it if you if you're making excuses for him it's if you bring it's funny one of his boundaries is like if you bring people that are in legitimate trouble into my circle we're done like we're done, especially if I don't know about it. Um, and it's, it's he's protecting himself, protecting his family, even. So, you know that 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 is really important. That I think you can set those boundaries on the front end. And what I think what we where we bulk sometimes in friendships is we think we're gonna like, push the person away or hurt the person. And it's like, well, if that's gonna happen, it's maybe not the best fit, right? Like we talked about it in the beginning. But like, <clears throat> if you if you put the ball in their court and you're actually confident in your own friendship, like they have to determine whether or not they're going to respect your boundaries and they know the consequence, right? On the front end or in the middle end or at some point in time when you've run up against the difficulty. But again, I think a mark of an unhealthy relationship is someone who continues to breach those boundaries full well knowing the consequence. It's like, that's probably not someone you want to be around. And if you haven't established boundaries, there's no better time than now. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and again, I mean, just as just to say it again, I mean, it, it's actually an act of love because mm-hmm. it's preventing you in the long run to alienate, to mm-hmm. distance yourself, to become bitter or resentful because you know that's eventually you're just going to get overwhelmed and distance yourself anyway, and that's just going to leave the person whom you didn't set boundaries with confused and hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, yeah. That's a, and that's it's easier for him to say, "Don't stand me up. I'm up. Yeah, I'm a right. You know, he is who he is. He's a, <laughs> yeah. But I think that's important because we all know that flaky person who you always say, "Hey, let's do this. Let's." They've always got a plan, or they always want to hang out. They always want to get lunch. They always want to catch up. Um, and there's never been any followed through mm-hmm. or maybe you've had plans a few times and you've been stood up a couple times i mean it's it's tough to meet somebody at you know you know however p 
people meet. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, Chick Fil A for lunch. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just you know when yeah. you're in a relationship, a new friendship or whatever, um, it's hard to just tell somebody, hey, if you don't show up, you're going to want to strike. <laughs> right. That's got to yeah. be, uh, you know, you have to build trust with people. Sure. But we all know. I mean, that's a quick way to end a friendship is to be constantly uh, having big plans and not following mm-hmm. through and and saying. You know, I'm going to do this, or meet me here, or let's, whatever. Constantly having to back out, and it's just, it's just flaky, and eventually, mm-hmm. it's uh, going to end a relationship. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you talk to somebody that you haven't talked to in six months. A lot of times, you can pick right up and go like, it, like, yep. like you were never apart, or yeah. or whatever. And I mean, you have friends that you haven't seen in years and you can pick right up and if mm-hmm. that relationship was built on um, boundaries and, and you had that relationship it's easy to pick back up but if it's somebody who made you feel guilty every time they called you or didn't show up or weren't there for you or stood you up a lot it's it's tough to jump right back in I mean I feel like you know we may go a couple weeks at a time or even a month where we don't really know what's going on with each other we're not mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, texting every day or whatever but there's never any problem jumping right back oh, in. Yeah, man. No, but, yeah. um, because of the foundation I guess mm-hmm. but, um, oh, it's interesting you bring up that that texting every day thing too because I think I think you uh, yeah there's a every friendship's different right but I, I wonder I wonder what you guys' thoughts are on you know the when you look at yourself and think wow I'm being an unhealthy friend right now Right, it's like these principles certainly apply to us too, as as friends. It's like, and I wonder about one in particular, and that is like, you know, how much you feel like you should or shouldn't reach out to someone. Right, I think that's a question for friendships, particularly in the beginning stages, but maybe ones that you've had for a long time, and and there's some distance, there's some distance between yeah. you, and you're like, do I, like. Am I reaching out too frequently? Am I not reaching out enough? Or am I doing all the reaching out? Or are they doing all the reaching out? Like, I, I, I don't know. What, what are you guys' thoughts on navigating that? I feel like that's a pretty common thing. I would say just ask. Hey, yeah. am, I, am I being overbearing? Am I asking too many questions? Yeah. Like, uh, like you know, just let me know. You know, um, you know, I want. I'm. I'm asking because I care. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna be part of your life. I wanna know like what's going on with you. But if I'm asking too frequently or maybe even not enough, you know, just tell me. You know. Yeah. And and we all get busy. Mm-hmm. And and you maybe have a friend that's reached out to you or invited you somewhere. Hey, you'd like to see it this thing or something you've been involved in that you've backed off of or. Um, it's tough to do everything. It's tough to make every everybody happy, especially yeah. when you do a lot of networking. You know a lot of people. You have a lot of friends. Trying to please everybody is, is a tough game to play. Oh, yeah, you probably get invited to 70 <sighs> birthday parties a year. Well, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I could get into that. But. <laughs> Uh, may or may not be missing a birthday party tonight, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but I think, you know what I'm saying, what, 
to circle in on that, like just communicating with somebody, like, hey, sorry, I'm in a season right now where I've got to spend time on this and focus on this. I'm not going to be able to cut out the time I used to be able to cut out for that. And I think things we get involved in do go in cycles mm-hmm. and seasons. You know, um, there's something to being persistent and being able to follow through. I mean, there's a guy in Cleveland who's been in um, Rotary Club for like 50-something years and missed four or five times. It's, you know, so there's there's something to that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think you have to look at how you're using your time and be able to communicate because you don't want to just leave somebody hanging high and dry that's yeah. trying to communicate to you and reach out and maybe and you start feeling guilty the more you don't reach back out mm-hmm. somebody's trying to communicate with you mm-hmm. uh, you know we can all it's a lot easier to text somebody than it is face to face conversation a lot of times for our generation and, and the one behind us obviously too but um, communication I think you know it's kind of circles back to boundaries but communicating from that side of it that hey um, I, you know I have spend time with my family during this time or hey I've got something else I've got to dedicate time to that is just um, you know taking taking uh, the place of that right now mm-hmm. yeah I dig it it's good stuff and I, I, I think uh, I think we got some great ideas centered around what is you know what are the markers of a, of a healthy relationship and what are the markers of an unhealthy relationship or friendship i mean these principles can be applied to really any relationship that we're talking about but totally. uh when you when you overlay them on a friendship it, it kind of it, it may make you gut check some things personally and with the people that you're associating with and oh it kind of with that we'll kind of shift gears charlie got a question specifically for you um you know i I'm curious if you have like an, an example or, or maybe just a concept but, um, about how a friendship has impacted you positively and, and how or why that friendship particularly has impacted you positively. I know you kind of hint on it, hinted on Andrew and I a little bit there and we talked about each other there for, for a while, a little bromance going on, which I can dig you it. You guys are the only friends I have, okay? No, <laughs> yeah, that's not true. Um, but I... <laughs> I'm curious, man. Do you, do you have an example of how a friendship really impacted you positively? Well, you know, I think friendships, in a lot of cases, are give and take. But I think we all have those friendships that um, we end up taking more mm-hmm. because someone's willing to give in a healthy way. Um, and I would say, you know, been I'm blessed to have two older brothers that have both uh, poured into me positively and um, you know I think the friendships that we have formed have you know brothers you know family's different Mm -hmm. family can hurt you the most and family can love you the most all at the same time but um, you know the friendships I've formed with my brothers uh, my middle brothers three years older than me my older brother is nine years older than me and um, naturally uh, the brother that I've spent more time with been around longer is is my closer brother in age and um, he's 
really been a mentor um, to me, and I've I've been able to. It's it's been a guy. Who, it, it just we've got a judgment free friendship and relationship. Mm-hmm. There's and it's it's been a guy that I can um, call and talk to with anything, and I know that's you know. You know, not everybody has that so yeah. uh, you know we can go out and seek friendships and there are you know um, I've I really believe in having mentors um, and I've got a few that um, I've gleaned a lot of knowledge from and I think that's important I think um, not you know wise is he who seeks the counsel of many and I think you have to have discernment with that and, and be able to cut through things that uh, are not good for you and and be thought out with that but I, I do have a few mentors that have poured into me that um, have really you know helped me advance personally and in my marriage and in my business mm-hmm. and I think you can have different mentors for different areas but I think the takeaway for somebody who may be listening would be to seek out healthy mentors, mm-hmm. mentorships that um, somebody that is willing to pour into you, mm-hmm. and eventually give back. Um, you know that's that's important too. And we're in our, you know, we're fairly young men, so I don't know that you know that there is a generation we can pour into. I mm-hmm. do believe that, and we've we've got some folks here um, at our business that. You know, I'm able to pour into, but I've certainly been able to unshamedly uh, have mentors um, that have poured into me and, and pulled me up. And, and I don't think that's something to be ashamed of. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm a self made man. I did it all on my own. And maybe there's something to that, but at the same time, I, I don't think there's any shame in saying, hey, I had a lot of people that helped me along the oh, way. Yeah, I sought out help. And, you know, you, you may hear someone say, well, such and such just got that job because they know such and such, or this is their dad, or this is their uncle, or, you know, and that's family. But, okay, well, what does that tell me? Well, I need to get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I may have mentioned, you know, people are a conduit. And healthy relationships, healthy mentorships, um, you know, you're really taking an interest in people. Again, uh, taking an interest in people um, and being willing to pour into them and be poured into, um, you know, when, when it really crushes me when somebody says, well, they just, they were able to advance because of somebody they knew. And I'm like, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. You got it. <laughs> Get to know somebody. Get out yeah. there. Seek a mentor that's willing to pour into you. Get to know somebody because, mm-hmm. uh, yes, that's that's how good things happen. You mm-hmm. get to know people. They want to help you. I mean, successful people want to help people. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to see other people succeed. Yeah. In most cases, you know, uh, that's that's something people take a lot of pride in being able to help somebody, being able to pull somebody up. And it, it gives me a lot of gratitude when I'm able to help somebody. And I know there are mentors that have poured into me that take pride in you know, where I'm at and what I've been able to do through, mm. through guidance and 
relationships. So I know that didn't get very specific or personal there, but I think seeking mentors is uh, is uh, you know, an easy way to, yeah. to fight through stuff. And yeah, I mean, I think good mentor good mentorship often in the the, the maybe like mentorship is a specific under the umbrella of friendship, right? And sure. so it's sure. it's a it's a maybe there's the foundation of friendship or who knows and then that mentorship is sort of uh, is sort of outpoured from that from that place it's like I'm genuinely invested in this person I mean you hit on something really important actually in there that I heard that I have a a few mentors in my life as well having somebody who's genuinely interested in you and your success and seeing you do good things like that is it it's invaluable. I mean, you can't put a price tag on something like that. Um, and man, it uh, from my perspective, it feels good to have people to thank too, right? Like, if I if I'm going up to to give an award and it's, it's all about me, it. I mean, if I'm a narcissist, yeah, that feels great. I did that all on my own. But like, there's something really gratifying at looking at looking at a friend or looking at a mentor and saying, "Man, thank you so much for for pulling through for me there. Thanks so much for like, you know, helping me out there. Or thanks so much for the encouragement. Or thanks so much for listening. Like you, that that when you, when you're able to thank people, thank people. Um, it's a it's a sign that you're actually plugged into a community and not a standing alone island, right? Like that's a sign that you're part of a community if you have people to thank. And um, yeah, so I I mean I, I totally agree with you there, Charter. Yeah, huh? That's good stuff. I guess within that too, like um, and and I mean if you want to stay in the vein of mentorship or if you want to go to a different a different friendship or just in general but I mean how have you seen accounted accountability play out well for you within a friendship you know I think that's an important part of friendship we were sort of saving for this question but it's having somebody who's actually willing to say hey man like I see you going in this direction and that's different than that's different than like hey you're having an off day what's going on right this is like I see your trajectory heading somewhere that's bad for you, for your family, for your business, for your spiritual life, well, you know, and I see that that trajectory is going to end poorly for you. Like, uh, do you, do you have any examples or anything that you want to like kind of cushion in there as far as how accountability can be helpful in a relationship? Well, I think the accountability piece goes back to the relationship uh, equaling the ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, for somebody to hold you accountable, you kind of have to have them up at a place where, uh, you know, I've got a, uh, a mentor that uh, I really hold hold in high regard mm-hmm. in a lot of areas, and discipline and spiritually, and, um, you know, there's a fine line between feeling guilty about letting somebody down and wanting to be accountable. I think a lot of times accountability just needs to be healthy to where you don't feel like I'm going to disappoint this person if I do this. And so I don't think acting out of that, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but I think... It's like um, shame or guilt. Yeah. Yeah. If the the accountability is based on shame or guilt, I think Mm -hmm. that's tough. But... um, 
I do have, you know, uh, you know, same mentor, same friend, I think lays down challenges to me and, and I take those seriously. And um, somebody that has challenged me with accountability to be more self-disciplined or do things or, you know, pray a certain prayer for a number of days in a row and, and take notes, how does that affect your life? Or um, just be more self-disciplined in certain areas. And I think there's some, I think that can be healthy when you've got somebody that you respect and you're willing to accept a challenge from to make yourself better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've done that. I've answered the call and I've come up short a lot of times too. But um, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I think accountability is is very important, but I think it's a tough one. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it can, it can slip off the rails into, uh, you know, the guilt and the, Oh man, I feel bad about that because I let this person down, and it, and it all depends on the relationship mm-hmm. at that point. You know, mm-hmm. hey man, being able to call and say, hey man, I let you down on this. Yeah. I tried. It's tough. Um, I see where you're coming from, but this is what's going on, and talk through it without getting the back to the judgment and, and that yeah. whole deal. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um also it has to be you know observing how that person lives their life and do they keep themselves accountable Uh, I was at a training this last weekend and uh, the guy facilitating it kind of gave this example I thought it was really good he was just talking about how he he wrestled for Bradley County High School which if you're not familiar with the Cleveland area um, uh, Bradley County I think it's had their wrestling teams won like something like 21 state championships in the last I don't know since the 80s maybe I don't know that's a lot I mean they're like nationally ranked so he talked about how his head coach was like ran triathlons like 10 times a year probably um and the assistant coach was actually like a collegiate uh like all-american wrestler and also did all kinds of races and stuff and so they would go they'd wrestle these you know other teams and then he's just like you know when they went to this one team and this guy had their the other team's coach was sitting in the bleachers and he was like 300 pounds eating a cheeseburger and he was yelling at him like you know yeah boys you know uh you know go harder you know but you know here's this dude you know obviously clearly not taking care of himself where you know he knew that his coaches weren't going to ask them to do anything that they hadn't already endured and that they haven't, you know, they haven't gone the distance themselves. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, I thought that was a great example yeah. of that. Absolutely. Uh, there's a really important part of accountability, too, that you just hit on to, Andrew, and you touched on as well. Charlie, I think that's, like, it's not just the, you know, the admission on your part, okay, I, I let you down, That that's one component it's the other person may be pointing something out like hey your trajectory is like putting you in this direction i think that's going to be bad for you those are like the two statements like you can either come from the person or it can come from you and the accountability is kind of in the middle but i think what's really important for accountability to work well is you know if you're bringing it to the table to the person or the person is bringing it to the table to you you're both willing to like 
put in the work with each other to shift it. So it's not it's it's like not the coach who sits on the sideline and barks orders. It's like the coach that gets out there and is like, it's living right, the lifestyle. Yeah, this is this is you know this is the position you're in, and you need to you need to position yourself this way and this way. They're out on the they're out on the thing, or they're like moving their body and setting an example, like willing to get out there with you. you know? um, I think that that yeah, it's setting the example, and then also doing that with you, like actually going on that journey with you, seems pretty important yeah um so yeah well, that's that's good stuff on accountability um uh, any other any other thoughts in that vein um mm-hmm. you look like you're well looking something up there that's well that just gets into some leadership stuff with yeah. the simon Sinek leaders eat last mm-hmm. talking about it a leader going head first into the battle and yeah, yeah. Being lead from the front. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's yeah. with account. Yeah, that's a lot, of, a lot easier to follow somebody who's uh, doing what you're aspiring to do. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, Charlie, I want to respect your time. Do do we have maybe 15, 15 20 more minutes with you? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I already right. missed the birthday party. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think my nephew knows he's got a pretty good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I had to mess your nephew's face. <laughs> it's all good. He's good. Oh man, he'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> well, just imagine having me having me as an uncle. Okay, he already he's, he's doing good. I didn't have he's already right he's on. already set for success in life. He's one step. Ahead. Right on. Yeah. That's that's not narcissistic. <laughs> Well, I've got two more questions for you, and, and one of them is, you know, for the for the group. But, but before we get to that one, I actually have one that I didn't tell you about. I'm just curious if you could offer some some feedback as a dad, like, and what friendship looks like with children, um, like with your kiddos. I know you got you got two kiddos. Like, how do you? I mean, and it, I know we're both young parents, so we're trying to figure this stuff out. Um, but maybe a good way of phrasing the question is, how do you let your, your kid know that you are their parent, but, but still show them friendship and, and some of the very things that we've been talking about in this? Like, what are your thoughts on that, man? I think with us as adults, uh, time is a currency a little bit, but money is obviously a currency that... It gives us options and we strive for and uh, I think to our children that quality time mm. and genuine interest shown in them is the only currency they know oh. um, I, I think when our kids feel like uh, we're showing a genuine interest we're spending time we're playing Barbies we're you know we're playing Lego Batman and, and getting into it that's I think that's the only currency they understand, yeah. and that's something that's tough for me a lot of times to to give, and so I have to be cognitive about doing that and um, putting those boundaries in place to make sure that you know because there's going to be times where uh, we come home late, we didn't see our kids all day, we spend 15 minutes, and it's time for them to brush their teeth and jump in the bath and go to bed, and you look up and you spent. 15 minutes with your kid and that's going to happen naturally um, as we 
you know we're working we're trying to provide yeah we're going to put in time and and give time uh, with so so we're not always going to have that balance mm-hmm. to where our kids getting an hour or our kids getting two hours and so i think the time we do spend with our kids we the genuine interest the being mm-hmm. present the not having nose buried in the phone because mm-hmm. we all do it if you're not guilty of it good for you um, mm-hmm. I think we all, yeah i think we all get get into that some but i think that cognitive uh, currency being time spent uh, showing a child and and you guys are the you guys are the psychologists here. <laughs> you, know, you know a little bit more about um, what kids are thinking and childhood development and that sort of thing but I think um, it's a real difference and I think um, giving that to a child being honest with them and uh, to get Jordan Peterson on you you know making sure that they're not doing things that you don't like Mm -hmm. they're living in a world where we can be honest with them and people can be honest with them and people can be happy to see them when they're coming and because we've spent time with them been honest Mm. with them poured into them um and i need to i'm preaching to myself a little bit i need Mm. to i need to step my game up yeah uh yeah just to be honest and transparent but i I think that's uh, an area where i've i've tried and had some success and i think it's uh, you know if there's one thing you're you're gonna strive for with your children is um, that quality time spent Mm -hmm. genuine interest in yeah, that's great answers, man. Um, very well put too, you know. And and I, yeah, I think as a dad, I, I personally feel you on that. There's, it feels like there's always room for improvement, right? But I also, I mean, I wanna, I wanna encourage you too. I haven't seen you and spend time with your kids. I mean, you lived that out. So yeah, sure. just a, same to you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's good to see you live that out, and it's also just a good. Good reminder for me too, and any any dads out there, and future dads, Andrew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no announcements in it or anything right now. But, well, it uh, shows in children. Uh, yeah. When a child needs attention, um, when their parents haven't given them attention, um, we've all seen that, mm-hmm. and you know, and we know that child's going to struggle because of that. Yes. You know? because of the things they do to get attention that are unhealthy and mm-hmm. you know um yeah so yeah not to stray too far down that road but sure. well we teach them how to be friends right sure like yeah so it's 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 really important to be present and and show them that that type of consistency i mean they're learning how to be friends with someone else based on your interactions with them. I know there's a lot that they'll learn outside of that, and there are a lot of parents who don't take a friendship approach, right? But sure. there are certainly qualities in friendships sure. that, sh- that can be applied to your kids, and I think you hit the nail on the head sure. with the ones you brought up. So appreciate you answering that curveball there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the last question for the night, guys. Um, you know, how do, what, are, what are some ways, and I know we glanced off of them throughout the, throughout the interview, but just... What are some ways that you feel like we can maintain friendships well? Like, what what are some practical things that we can do, whether that's on a on a daily basis, on a on a weekly basis, monthly basis, or just a conceptual basis, like how we conceptualize friendships? You know, how how do we maintain friendships well? 
stay in touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Follow through. I yeah. think is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't don't schedule something with Chuck and miss your appointment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. See somebody follow through mm-hmm. time and time again. Uh, they're gonna get some passes. Mm-hmm. You know. Hey, yeah. you followed through for me a lot of times and been there when I needed you. Uh, something came up. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. If you're only there when we're having a good time and things are good and you know when I need you I, I can't find you mm-hmm. uh, yeah that, that kind of tells where we stand yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah and the, and the inverse of that right as if you you're feeling that sort of guilt for being avoidant it's like well maybe you know maybe yeah. that's we're not maintaining the, the relationship well on our end right sure. uh, it's like a there's give and take there and a lot of what we've talked about I think one of the things that I learned from a, a buddy of mine, Chachi, has a local ministry here in Cleveland, and I, I believe that he pulled it, uh, he sort of morphed it from a, a John Eldridge teaching, is the idea of fighting for your friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think good, good, solid friendships, uh, there's, actually, there's actually a significant amount in our culture and the way our society is set up that works against vulnerability it works against spending quality time with someone other than your romantic relationship um, or with your or with your kids or there are a lot of distractions that pull you away from thinking about other people and thinking about other people that you just don't see on a daily basis who aren't directly in front of you. And so there's this concept of sort of fighting yourself uh, and your and the distractions around you to maintain your friendships, right? Yeah. Um, I think some people take that and push their boundaries, like, oh, I'm fighting for this relationship, I wanna do whatever I can to maintain it, right? At that point, you're breaking your boundaries. That's probably not the greatest idea. But you have to sort of fight these external forces that keep you from connecting with people, whether that's your history of friendships, um, whether that's a a super busy schedule, uh, whether that's uh, really maybe a chaotic family life or a chaotic romantic relationship. Like you actually have to fight these distractions in order to connect with a community larger than the people that you just see in front of you on a daily basis, right? Sure. Um, so there's that concept of fighting for friendships uh, too. I'd also like to add um, just doing something together. And I mean, I know that sounds yeah. elementary, yeah, but it's like, uh, you know, maybe like not playing video games and just like watching TV with your friend or whatever, like, um, like Charlie and I started being friends because we, I think we started out, we, we did a, uh, small group together and then we started exercising together. Um, and then Josh, I mean, you know, you and I, I think we started out shooting guns together yeah. then it morphed into fishing and then just kind of dreaming about, you know, starting Traverse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. I mean, there's a, there's like, you're actively doing something, which all the, like, every one of those things, I don't know about shooting guns, but like, I mean, all the other stuff, I mean, it's, it's, there was, there's an aspect of like improvement and growth that you're kind of like, you know, overcoming and, and, and growing and changing together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, that'd be, that's a, 
obviously a good formula that worked for us, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be able to maintain friendships. Yeah. I think one last thing I'll, I'll throw in there from, from my perspective is making sure to invite your friends into your life mm-hmm. as well. Um, let, them meet, let them meet your partner, wife, kids, like bring them around, you know, I- invite them into, uh, invite them to have lunch down the street or invite them to to something invite them in you know what I mean I think that that's also a really sure. difficult thing yeah. to remember to do um, that's yeah. it it's, it doesn't matter if Josh and I want to be friends or not now I think our kids are yeah pretty I'm much gonna get married there. I think <laughs> so, so we can I'm okay with arranged marriage. <laughs> now that I used to think that was a weird thing, and when you have kids, it sounds not so crazy. But yeah, our, our friends, our kids, are going to be buddies, and you know, yeah. that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. One thing I'd like to throw out before we wrap up is, um, uh, so Josh, you and I kind of we met um, when I was in school. It was more of like a training capacity. Mm-hmm. And um, when my when my time you know working under you um, you know in training to become a therapist kind of started to wind down, you know, uh, obviously we we got to know each other and you know you threw out the idea of like hey let's you know we should hang out sometime, and uh, and our and I even remember thinking like you know that would be awesome but that'll never happen mm-hmm. you know and then. Because uh, I, I just I was at the time I was more of a pretty shy, not proactive. Like it was something I would have wanted to do, but I knew I'd never follow up, right? Mm-hmm. And so about it was about five seconds later after I got all those thoughts out of my own mind that you were just like, you know what? What are you doing on Saturday? Yeah. Uh, you know, and and you even labeled it by saying, you know, we're men. You know, it's easy to say, hey, let's let's get together, let's hang out, but. You know, everybody can say, yeah, we'll do it, and then never follow through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so, you know, obviously it, doing so and recognizing that, um, you know, it obviously led into a great friendship. And I think yeah. I think that happened, like, right before I actually met Charlie. Mm-hmm. And we ended up doing the small group together. And then it was after he did the small group, I think we kind of lost touch. Not really lost touch, but just start, like, didn't communicate for a few weeks or so. And then you posted a picture of some uh, Olympic weightlifting shoes on Facebook and, you know, talking about getting to that. And, um, yep. you know, generally, you know, probably had I not, you know, met you the way that I did or our friendship wasn't formed the way that it was, you know, I definitely wouldn't have messaged you and been like, hey, where are you doing this? I'd like to, you know, get into that myself, you know, and then sure. you invited me along. And then, I mean, anyway, my point is, is that, uh, you know, uh, you have to kind of make friendships happen. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a pursuit. You can't, I mean, I don't know how many times in my life it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll grab coffee, we'll work out, we'll do something, and then we never do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's probably pretty sad. There's probably a lot of friendships that, uh, you know, I've lost. We've probably all lost. Um, you know, there is that, I, I was that guy you were talking about, you know, at certain seasons in my life that it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll hang out, you know, and, you know, sure. it never happens. Uh, hopefully I'm not that dude anymore. I don't, but uh, anyway, it happens. I think we all are that <laughs> to some people at yeah. some yeah. times. Yeah, so. a true story. Yeah, true story. Well, um, man, this was good. This was good. Yeah. We got some great material out on the 
out on the table. I hope you guys took some uh, took some away from this, Charlie. Man, thanks for um, thanks for taking time and like you said, it uh, putting some time currency into into our friendships, but also into into Traverse. I really really appreciate that, and I'd love for you to take a second too and just let us know kind of what East West does. Um, sure. And and what they can, I mean, what what you guys as a company can do for for anybody out there. Um, yeah. And anything else you want to sort of plug in your entrepreneurial realms as well. well. No, I mean, first of all, I just want to say, yeah, thank you guys. I mean, like I said, the relationship is is there, and I'm certainly excited uh, for what you guys are doing with Traverse mm-hmm. and seeing it grow and and kind of where you've come from and where you're going and getting to talk through that i mean i'm i'm really excited for you guys um and what the future holds and what i think Mm -hmm. you guys are going to accomplish and you know you get to change people's lives for the better and that's so gratifying to um you know be a part of i'm sure and just just getting to be Mm. uh, a part of that this and with you guys is uh, it's an honor so i'm excited about where you guys are going and uh as far as um our our uh business here east west digital marketing um we started this company uh we my family's been in advertising for over 50 years and um, we started this business uh, based on um, needs of people we worked with you know mm-hmm. we got asked often um, who to refer uh, people to when it comes to their online marketing needs and and it was a tough thing to do because there's a lot of uh, one-man shows out there and guys that may be really smart and do a good job on one or two things um, but it's tough to refer when somebody needs um, a website, maybe their SEO managed, some photography, some videography, their social media. Um, it, it can get tough for businesses to put all that together. So we started this company um, to be a full service agency for mm-hmm. people where you can come to one place and we can check all the boxes for you. And we say check boxes a lot because we know in this industry, if we just check boxes, we're setting ourselves aside apart from the competition a lot of times because mm-hmm. we do what we say we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the creative piece and the customer service piece comes into that. And uh, we want to do a great job for people and be strategic about their marketing plans and their goals and go at it from that angle you know when we sat down with somebody we want to talk about where they're trying to go where they are and um, what needs to change and what approach we need to take to help them get where they're going so um, we are a full service um, online marketing agency Mm -hmm. and um, you know there's maybe a few things we can't do but um, for the most part we can handle online marketing for for most businesses uh, up to you know some some pretty big businesses that we work with on different things you know we do drone photography we have our commercial license down to websites and social media mm-hmm. management and uh, seo blogging the whole the whole deal so, yeah yeah right on yep. well good stuff man i i appreciate you letting us know what you do as well i trust i mean you, you had an opportunity now to listen to charlie for about 
uh, hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes here and get a good feel for how he operates and how he functions. I mean, this is a guy you can trust, an organization you can trust, and, and I trust him as a friend, and Andrew as well, I know I speak for you too. And um, yeah, so uh, again, Charlie, just thanks. And thanks for the kind words about the practice too. Yeah, absolutely. Really appreciate it. And um, as a, We'll catch you next time. Um, our next podcast, uh, we're actually going to be uh, interviewing Dr. Chrissy Logue. Uh, Dr. Logue is um, uh, actually a, a mentor of mine early in my career. She's going to be talking about uh, women's empowerment and the culture towards women uh, right now in America and ways that women can navigate that culture successfully as she has done a phenomenal job with and even mentoring men. Uh, so that's, uh, she's, she's a powerhouse. Really glad that she agreed to do that. So be looking out for that. Um, and we'll catch you next time. Toodles. <laughs> you have been listening to The Counselor's Chair, sponsored by Traverse Counseling Services. For more information, visit our website at www.traversecounselingservices.com or email us at contact at infotraverse.com. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you will join us next time. This podcast was recorded and produced by Josh Zello, and music installment is provided by Joel Harris Music.